I'm not a politician, so I don't have to try and uh, define the big society for you. Um, but one thing I am sure about, if the big society is, in, in NHS terms, is about engaging patients and the public more in the shaping and design and delivery of the service, then it ain't going to happen unless patients are involved in their own care, and it ain't going to happen by just relying on GPs to act as patients' agents. Um, so I want to talk about two aspects of engagement, uh, individual engagement and collective engagement. Um, because I think that if we want to make this work, and this is actually, as Stephen said, it's not a lot of it's not very new. We've been trying to move in this direction for some time, but not very successfully, I will argue. First of all, on choice, I absolutely agree, agree with Claire that uh, provider choice is not at the top of most patients' priority lists. However, most patients, when asked, do say they like the idea of having a choice, and they particularly want to have a say in their own treatment and care. Now, what will that need to make it a reality? Well, it needs three things. It needs good quality evidence-based information. It needs support for decision-making. And it needs a willingness on the part of clinicians and others to implement the kind of choices that patients make. Good quality information first. Uh, well, we're not very good at that in the NHS. We do have some good initiatives like NHS Choices, but it's no good just sticking stuff on a website. You have to integrate it into patient care. The uh, Patient Information Forum published a survey a couple of weeks ago of trusts, um, which showed that most of them don't have a coordinated approach to producing or acquiring or delivering information. There are some that do, and the people in those trusts that do are very worried because their budgets are being cut. So we're moving in the wrong direction, not the right direction. The Department of Health has launched a scheme to certificate, certificate information providers. Pretty important because patients say that they're very confused by the whole morass of information. They don't know what to trust. So the idea is that uh, information will be accredited and patients will know what to trust. But hardly any NHS organisations have yet applied for certification. So we're nowhere near on the provision of evidence-based information. Decision support and counselling. Well, the NHS has for some time recognised that the big issue is long-term conditions, that uh, engaging patients more in the self-management of those conditions is actually probably the most important way we're going to meet the um, Nicholson challenge to save the 20 billion. And yet, the latest GP survey suggests that only <coughs> one out of five patients with long-term conditions actually has a written care plan. More of them have a discussion about their care, but what use is that if, you're, if you don't write it down, if you don't record it? Because the, what we're supposed to be doing is pushing towards self-directed goals in long-term conditions. And then the GPs have got to be willing to listen to patients' preferences and act on them. Unfortunately, we know that this isn't happening very well either, not just in primary care, but in secondary care in particular. The national patient surveys show, have shown exactly the same result for, since 2002 when they started, that about half of all patients uh, who've been in hospitals say they wish they could have had more say in decisions about their care. 
And um, the Conservative Medical Society commissioned um, a survey for a meeting that I attended in the House of Commons last week asking GPs about whether they thought patients wanted to be more involved. And the vast majority of those who responded said they thought that this was only the desire of a minority. They're wrong. We can't assume that GPs really know what patients want. I myself have a lovely GP. Uh, I see her about twice a year. That's maximum 20 minutes. She can't possibly know what my values and preferences are unless she asks me. And the good news is that if you do that, we know that patients actually tend to be more risk-averse. Stephen raised this issue. What the research suggests is that patients who are given full information about the pros and cons of treatment actually tend to want, they opt for more conservative treatment, often less intervention than the doctors who treat them. <laughs> so we need to engage patients, we need to start here, engaging patients in their own care. For that, we need much better professional leadership than we have seen so far. We haven't really seen, and I'm sure Claire is going to change this, but we haven't up to now seen heads of royal colleges, BMA, etc., saying this is the key issue, but it is the key issue. So once we've engaged patients in their own care, then we need to think about how they can get involved in helping to shape the health service, how they can get involved with GP consortia in deciding on priorities for commissioning. And that, I think, there are two issues here. One is actual involvement of local people, and that's very difficult to do. The PCTs have been really been struggling. It's one of the worst bits in the world-class commissioning competencies. Uh, they are just beginning to get better of it, at it, but of course now they're all disappearing and we're here in meltdown. So the consortia are going to have to start again with that, really thinking how they consult with, engage people from the whole diversity of their local community. But probably even more important, and I was disappointed that Stephen didn't mention this, is a downward accountability, accountability to local people. What he described seemed to me pretty top-down, accountability to the commissioning board. Now clearly the commissioning board is going to have to have a very, very firm hand on commissioning as it gets going. But what about accountability for commissioning decisions? Those rationing decisions we talked about that are going to become more and more uh, difficult and more and more necessary if we're going to achieve the kind of cost savings that we need to. That has to be done very carefully and transparently and accounting to local people who are going to be directly affected. Again, as I argued before, PCTs haven't done a great job on this yet. Do we have confidence that the consortia are going to do better? I hope they will. I think they will need a lot of direction and support. But I think just abdicating responsibility for this and saying the consortia will sort it out, GPs are perfect agents for patients, just won't do. We're going to need more than that. Thank you.